you're thankful because he overcame, that you can overcome this morning, say amen. amen. Give God praise for that. What a wonderful morning it is to be in the house of the Lord and celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you are thankful for all that he's done for you, say amen. And give him praise this morning. I just want to encourage you throughout this day, throughout this day, as the Holy Spirit prompts you to don't even hesitate about giving God praise for all that he's done through Jesus Christ our Lord today. He is worthy of our praise this morning. Over the past several weeks, we've been looking at different encounters that people had with Jesus. And some of those who encountered Jesus and embraced the truth that he spoke into their life could have sung this song that we've heard this morning as a testimony to the transformation that has taken place in them. And I trust your heart resonated today as you thought about the transformation that has taken place in you because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done. I'm excited today to worship with you and I'm excited today to share with you and remind you of the truth from God's Word. We celebrate today the fact that death could not hold Jesus. Death could not hold him. The best efforts of men, the best efforts of Satan and all the demons of hell were no match for Jesus Christ, our Lord. If you're thankful for that, say amen. He laid down his life on Friday, and we celebrate that because he paid the price for our sin. He laid down his life, but we celebrate the fact today that Jesus Christ is alive. He overcame death, hell, and the grave. And I want you to look with me this morning at the encounter that some had with Jesus, those close followers of him, just after his resurrection. Matthew this morning, uh, chapter 28, if you have your Bibles, Matthew 28, and I want us to read Matthew. Matthew's account of the resurrection story this morning. Matthew 28, beginning with verse 1. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. When the angel spoke to the women, don't be afraid, he said. I know, you are, I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come and see where his body was laying. And now go and quickly tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb and they were very frightened, but, I love this, but they were also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him and grasped his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. If you're thankful that you serve the risen Lord this morning, say amen. Jesus is alive. Three powerful words today if you believe them. Jesus is alive. Would you say it with me today? Jesus is alive. Alive. Now say it like you really believe it, will you? Jesus is alive. I'm so thankful that we serve the risen Savior and the fact that Jesus lives, the truth that Jesus is alive, let me tell you, it makes all the difference. It makes all 
the difference. He didn't just pay the price for our sins. He did it in great victory. And there's victory that's assured for us today as we embrace the fact, as we believe the truth, as we live like Jesus is alive. The first thing I want you to see this morning is that Jesus is alive means victory over death. The fact that Jesus is alive means victory over death. Look at verse 5 with me. The angel spoke to the women, don't be afraid, he said. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come see where his body, I love this, right, was lying. It's no longer there. The tomb was empty. Mary and Mary, they make their way to the, to the tomb on this first Easter morning. Now, no doubt, no doubt, as they were making their way to the tomb this day, uh, I believe they were walking kind of slow. I believe their hearts were downcast, don't you? I know that they had to still be mourning over what had taken place on Friday. So slowly they make their way to the tomb. They know that Jesus had died and that this man who had impacted their life in such a great way, they saw him hanging on the cross and they knew his body was taken and placed here. Death was so final. Death left them no hope. But as they arrived at the tomb, they found things to be nothing like they had expected. And instead, they hear these words that will change the course of history forever. You realize these words today that we read have changed the course of history. They've changed the course of the history as we know it. But if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, they've changed the course of your history. They've changed the course of my history. Jesus is alive. The angel said, I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he isn't here. He is risen. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Jesus Christ conquered death. Death could not hold him. And because of the victory on this day, if we accept Jesus Christ and the forgiveness that he offers, we too can experience victory over death in our lives. If you're glad for that today, say amen. I want to share with you a, a couple of verses from Hebrews chapter 2 that I ran across this week that just spoke to me in this context as we're thinking about the victory that Jesus won. Hebrews chapter 2, beginning with verse 14, says this, Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son, Jesus, also became flesh and blood. For only as, human, for only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Jesus Christ, because of his death and resurrection, can set us free from the fear of dying from the fear of death. We don't have to fear death because Jesus conquered it once and for all. We can experience freedom, and we can experience the peace that comes from accepting the grace that Jesus offers us. We can live in a personal relationship with him. Our sin can be forgiven, our past can be erased, and we can live in freedom of fear from what tomorrow holds because we know that Jesus has already conquered it. If you're glad for that this morning, say amen. amen. Thankful for that. We don't have to be afraid. Jesus won the victory and can set us free from the fear of dying. And here's why. Because we know death is not the end. 
It's not the end. It's just the beginning of an amazing eternity with Jesus Christ, our Lord. Think about what that day is going to await for all who believe on Jesus Christ for salvation. Think about what, it, what, it, what, what awaits us. It's going to be a great reunion day. It's going to be a great reunion day. All of those who have gone before us, who have lived their lives with their hand in the hand of Christ Jesus, will be there awaiting us. I remind you what the book of Revelation gives us some, just some pictures. I remind you what they are. Revelation 21, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling place of God is with men, and he will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Verse 4. And he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. And everyone said, what a beautiful promise that we have to look forward to. And in the very next chapter, listen to this description. The angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And down the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. No longer will there be any curse. You realize we live under the curse of sin, right? The curse of sin brings death. The curse of sin brings all kinds of, uh, all kinds of decay to us as people. That we will no longer live under the curse. And everybody said, right? Think about it. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city and his servants will serve them and they will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. Listen to verse 5. There will be no more night. For they will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and forever and forever and forever and forever. No more fear of death. No more heartache. No more sorrow. No more pain. We'll live with Jesus forever. And everyone said... Jesus Christ rose from the grave to give us victory over death. Think of what it means for us today. But yet some struggle to receive it. Some struggle to believe it. You maybe heard the story about the late baseball great Ted Williams. He and his son paid a company $136,000 to store Ted Williams' body in liquid nitrogen so that when, so when scientists discover a way to beat death, his frozen body will be ready to claim the cure. Likewise, his son, in more recent days, um, his, his son, John Henry Williams, joined his father in this frozen state as well. You know, sometimes people without God go to bizarre extremes, right, to have a shot at beating death, but so far no scheme has worked. Here's the good news. One man has beaten death. One man has beaten death, and his name is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He is not here, we read this morning. He is risen. Amen? He's beaten death. And he gives us the opportunity to do the very same thing. He came as God in the flesh to give his life on the cross. And he rose from the dead so that we can entrust our lives to him because his victory is real victory. Victory in Jesus Christ this morning means we have victory over death. 
1 Corinthians 15. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For the, for the sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But he goes on to say, but thank God he gives us the victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad we can have his victory today. Jesus is alive also means that we have victory through the fire. If you go on in Matthew 28 and you look down just a few more verses, here's what we find, that after the disciples see Jesus has risen, Jesus speaks to them and speaks into their lives. And here's what he says in verse 18. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of, that, uh, of the age. Hear that, last, hear that last sentence, right? I am with you always, even into the end of the age. The reason Jesus could speak these words, I'm going to be with you for, forever, is because he's living. Is because he's alive. Hey, I'm not only alive today, but I am going to be with you always. Aren't you glad for that truth? Jesus was arrested, and you might remember that these same disciples who fled when Jesus was arrested and huddled in fear following his death through all that, that, that they would go through during that time, they would later, though, stand firm in the name of Jesus. And they would face lots of obstacles. They would face opposition. And they would face adversity and punishment and persecution and beatings and imprisonment. And the list goes on and on and on. How did they stand firm under fire? How did they stand firm in the midst of all that they would face over these coming days? How did they walk boldly and not give up when the, when the heat was on? They were able to face these fiery trials because Jesus is alive. They, they were able to face these fiery trials because the cross had the final word. They were able to face these things because the tomb was empty. And I trust this morning that you realize that because Jesus was with them and because he sent his Holy Spirit to enable them and empower them, Jesus knew that, that, that he could send his Holy Spirit because he had overcome death and hell and the grave, and he could send his Spirit to live in them and empower them and enable them to face anything that would come their way. It was through the power of Jesus Christ. I have to remind you that today we're his disciples. Our instructions are still the same, right? Go. Go make disciples. Go and share the good news. And yet we know that as we go, every single one of us, none of us are exempt. We all face difficulties. We all face hardship. Just this week, we have families around us in our, in our family, in our broader church family that have lost loved ones. Others have been hospitalized. Some have experienced heartbreak because of the choices of others. Some struggled with job-related problems. Some strained under the load of financial hardship. Others faced surgery and recovery. Some have been challenged by family members who are far from God and God's plan for them. Some felt the pressure of a decaying culture to compromise their belief. The list just goes on and on and on of the persecutions and the heartache and the troubles that you face. All around the world, Christians are being persecuted. You know, I don't think we realize and we don't hear it enough to really realize some of the persecutions that Christians right now, today, in 2018, are facing. I'll give you just one example. This morning, a few weeks ago, a Chinese megachurch, 50,000 worshipers 
of, of Jesus Christ in a church in China, right? I mean, God is on the move among the Chinese people right now, doing amazing things. And these people had come together and they'd built a beautiful church. Over 50,000 of them worshiped there week after week after week. There's a new national effort right now to regulate spiritual life in China. And so the Chinese government came in, evacuated the building, completely destroyed it. Now here's the good news. Can I remind you that this is not the church? This is not the church. The people, the 50,000 are the church. And can I tell you where Jesus Christ is in the midst of the fire that they're going through? The same place he is in the midst of the fire that you're going through. He's walking through the fire with you. If you're glad for that, say amen. Victory over death means Jesus Christ walks through the fiery times of our life with us. And every attempt throughout history to destroy the church, every attempt throughout history to destroy believers, can I just remind you, Jesus Christ is walking with you. Jesus Christ is right there beside you, walking through the fire. I'm reminded of the words of Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. But now, O Jacob, listen to, the, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you. Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. These are not my words this morning. These are the words of a God who has promised that he will walk with his people. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. If you're glad this morning that he walks through the fire with us, say amen. Listen as Pastor Nathan sings this morning. I could not understand And many times in trials A weakness blurs my vision That's when my frustration Gets so out of hand Oh, but then I am reminded That I've never been forsaken And I've never had to stand one test alone then I look at all my victories and the spirit rises up in me and it's through the fire my weakness is made strong oh, he never promised that the cross would not get heavy or the hill would not be hard to In the valley of decision, and the adversary says, Give in, just hold on. My God will show up, and He 
That the cross would not get heavy Or the hill would not get hard to climb He never offered our victories without fighting But he said help would always come in time Just remember when you're standing In the valley of decision the same says given just hold on my God will show up and he will take you through the fire again just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says given just hold on, my God will show up, yes, and he will take you through the fire again. Just hold on, my God will show up, and he will take you through the fire again, again. If you're thankful for victory through the fire, say amen. And God is faithful to do just that. Praise the Lord. I also want you to see this morning that the fact that Jesus is alive means victory for all who will look for him. Look with me, verse 5. The angel spoke to the women, do not be afraid. He said, I know that you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Verse 9. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him and grasped his feet and worshipped him. As I said, as Mary and Mary were making their way to the tomb that morning, they were no doubt discouraged. They were on a path looking, to, looking and expecting to find a dead Jesus. That's what they were looking for. That's what they were expecting to find. Jesus had helped them in the past, but in this situation, on this early morning that they were making their way there, they expected absolutely nothing from Jesus. They were just going with these spices to anoint the body of someone that they loved. This was a hopeless mission. I want you to hear me this morning and think about this. There are times in, you, in, in your life today when you live as though you were serving a dead Jesus. He's helped us in the past, but in our current circumstances, which maybe we've deemed impossible, we so often expect nothing. All hope, we think, is gone. But as they make their way to the tomb on this morning, exactly where the women were, impossible, not looking for Jesus to do anything. But when they near the tomb on this day, aren't you thankful that things were different than they expected? 
And the angel meets them there and appears. And the women find themselves on a very different path. It altered the course of their day. They certainly were not expecting this. In fact, they were looking for a dead Jesus. And all of a sudden, as the angel shares the good news, they have hope once again. All of a sudden, there is faith. I love how it says, all of, their, all of a sudden, their hearts are filled with joy, right? And anticipation. Why? Because they realize that Jesus is not dead. But Jesus is alive. All, everything changes in the reality of the words. Jesus has risen. And it isn't long, and they're beginning to look at everything with hope and anticipation. And, and they realize that they're looking for a risen Savior. Can I just remind you today that in your situations as well, when you're looking for a risen Savior to work, everything begins to change about the situation. If we're looking for Jesus not to do anything, well, normally that's going to change us to a very downcast disposition. But when we have hope and we believe that Jesus Christ is able, it changes everything. I wonder this morning, where have you stopped looking for Jesus? We've stopped looking for him to work in a lot of areas of our life. We've stopped, we've stopped believing that he is going to speak. We've stopped looking for him to provide wisdom and provision that only he can provide. We've decided that defeat is the answer. Can I remind you this morning that when Jesus is involved and when we believe Jesus is alive, it changes everything. I was in a situation just this week where I was, I was talking with a couple other people and was, they were sharing with me about a situation, a set of circumstances, and, and through the whole conversation, it just seemed like that where there was once hope, no longer was there hope. Where we thought once, at once we had a solution to the problem, all of a sudden, now there was, just, there was just no way. And I remember just listening and thinking and listening and thinking. And at the end of the conversation, I remember saying, you know what? All we can do is everything that we can do. And that's we call upon Jesus Christ. Because I'm reminded today that he is still the God of the resurrection. He's still in the business of resurrecting people and resurrecting things and resurrecting situations. And as we prayed that day, I remember just calling on the name of the Lord and just saying, Lord, we trust you. We don't know how this is going to work out, and it does seem impossible, but we believe in you. Now, I pray those, a lot of those prayers, and so do you, and it doesn't always work out this way. But can I tell you, the very next morning, God opened the door that none of us saw coming. The very next day, why? I believe it's because we had enough hope and trust and belief in a risen Christ that he was able to do it, and he did it. Now, you illustrate this point. Where in your life have you given up hope? Where in your life have you stopped looking for Jesus to work? You see, we need to stop looking at the failures and start calling upon the name of Jesus Christ. We sang this morning about the power in the name of Jesus. We sang this morning about there's nothing too hard for him, right? He's the resurrection God who can do anything. Do you believe it this morning? Are you living like it? Are you praying like it? today. I want you to see that, that Mary and Mary, at one point, they had to tur turn from the tomb and walk the other way. They had to believe enough that Jesus was alive, that they turned from the tomb. I wonder, what tombs in your life do you need to turn from? The things that you have called dead that Jesus wants to breathe new life into. I believe with all of my heart today that we have those things in our life. Leave the tomb of impossibilities and begin to believe again that Jesus Christ is able to help you live in victory. Jesus died and rose again to give us hope, 
to give us hope that he is more than able. The Bible tells us to do exceedingly abundantly beyond anything we can ask or imagine. We need to stop looking around at all of the things that we, that we think are impossible or hopeless or I don't see any way that can work out. We need to get our eyes off of all of those things and begin to look for the risen Christ to work in our situations. Where are you looking today? Where are you looking? Are you looking at things, the problems, or are you looking to Jesus? I remind you that Mary and Mary, as they turned from the tomb, and they began to, began to make their way down the road. Do you remember what happened? Jesus met them. No longer were they looking for a dead body in a tomb. They were looking for the risen Christ to make a difference in their life. And their lives were continued to be transformed from this day forward. Why? Because they were looking for Jesus. Are you looking for Jesus this morning? I have to remind you, Jesus is alive. He's alive today. He's working today. And he wants to make a difference in your life. We celebrate the resurrection every single week. You hear me t tell you that all throughout the year. But I just believe there's something special. There is something special about this day where we celebrate this truth. Can I ask you this morning, what will you allow Jesus to bring to life in you today? Maybe you know that there are things that are standing between you and him. Maybe there's th things in your life that you know, that sin in your life, things in your life that you know haven't been right. What if he would bring you alive today? Maybe it's someone that you care about who's going through a hard situation and you just have kind of written that off. What if you would bring that before Jesus Christ, our risen Lord today, and say, Jesus, I believe you can work in this situation afresh. There's nothing too hard for the God that we serve. Do you believe that? There's nothing too hard for Jesus. Would you say that with me this morning? There's nothing too hard for Jesus. Hope you believe it today. Look for the risen Christ and experience victory in him. I'd like for you to stand with me if you would this morning. Bow your heads with me, Father. We're grateful this morning for the victory that you promise us. The victory over death, the victory through the fire, the victory that comes as we look for you. And this morning, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would give us the heart of Mary and Mary who immediately believed the words that, that was spoken to them that you were alive and begin to make their way uh, down the path where they encountered you. Lord, we've been talking a lot about Jesus' encounters, but I believe today you want to encounter us. So, Lord, would you help us to look to you this morning? Would you help us to come to you? Would you help us to, to trust you enough to give our lives and our situations to you today? We give you praise and glory this morning. In Jesus' name, as your heads are bowed this morning. And